Today, we continue our series on glimpses of a golden childhood. And we're talking about Maga Baba. And this is, well, relevant to this little demonstration that I've given in the introduction. Which is that, well, Maga Baba did gibberish. And he is the the man that taught Osho gibberish. Well, he didn't exactly teach it to him. He sort of... That's where he got it from him. And who was Maga Baba? Who is this man? Well, basically, Maga means big cup. And Baba in Indian culture is a word for like a, a friend or or a grandpa or, or your friendly uncle sort of person. So, Baba, well, Baba has different meanings now as it did back in the day, but that's beside the point. Basically, big cup friend is what Magababa means. So, this man was someone who never spoke. And he was known to the locals as someone who would never speak. He was almost like a crazy man, a kind of, a, a kind of sadhu, if you will. And when he did make sound, he just did gibberish and there were even scholars that would come and study him and read meaning into his gibberish, even though it didn't mean anything at all. And Osho made friends with this guy, which is quite strange, really, because, well, how do you make friends with someone who can't talk? And this was even as a child for Osho. And this is this is one of the things that sort of comes up again and again with Osho. It's like, how did he relate to the most unsuspecting people so deeply? That's really the question. It's like, he just seems to be able to connect with certain people. And this is outrageous, not not just because of the kinds of people he would connect with, but that he did this as a kid, right? He did this as a child. Now, most kids, I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself, but when I was a kid, I was really shy, <laughs> right? I felt really uneasy around strangers, really uneasy about meeting someone new, Right, It took me ages to sort of open up and break the ice and express myself a bit. And yet, with Osho, well, he's making friends with people like Magababa. And the story goes that Osho would go and visit him in the middle of the night without even his parents knowing. And then he would actually speak with Magababa. They would actually talk and sometimes they would just sit in silence and it turned out that Magababa actually knew multiple languages. So not only could he speak, but he was actually very articulate and very well versed in the languages of the world. 
And you might say, well, you know, there are a lot of dialects in India, so it's quite normal in some ways that people do know multiple languages, but that's just like such a reversal of what people must have thought. And as it turned out, I believe Magababa was the first person that Osho went to after his enlightenment. So Osho speaks about this sort of event when he was 21 years old where everything sort of just exploded for him and that was his enlightenment. He actually says very little about that particular event itself and more about, well, the subsequent years. But there was a defining moment where Osho sort of burst into his enlightenment and it was sort of it was sort of coming, right? He was sort of like almost enlightened in his previous life and we if we if we want to put it in such terms. And he was going to become enlightened very quickly. And he was he was always very close to enlightenment. It was just this last little sort of burst that he needed. So very much always <laughs> a genius. I mean if you've listened to the series so far, then you know the sorts of stories that illustrate where he was at, even from a very young age. But the significance of coming to Magababa was that he was someone who could understand. Because when someone becomes enlightened, you can't exactly express it. You can't exactly tell it to anyone. But Magababa was on this level or this sort of depth of awareness where he could get it, he could receive it. And Osho turned up and he knelt down before Magababa and he touched his feet. And that in Indian culture is the highest gesture. It is the way of actually humbling yourself and respecting someone in the highest way. And once he had done that, and once he looked at Magababa, then Magababa realized what had happened. And then he touched Osho's feet. And this was when people were all around. And it was so strange because here's this man, this gibberish speaking Magababa who never speaks. And this kid, this 21-year-old kid has suddenly come up and done this to him and then he's returned the gesture, right? There's obviously something going on there, something so outrageously strange. And it got even more strange than that, which was when that Osho had sort of been in his place and then later Magababa was going away, so he was leaving the town and he had sent a message to Osho to say, oh, this is my last night here. And Osho's father was sort of like, you know, hang on, this guy never speaks and he sent a letter to you to go and meet him. And he didn't even know that he was friends with him because he'd been sneaking out in the middle of the night to talk to him. And so, like, to be Osho's father and to have that sort of, that shock, right, like, how, how do you know this guy, you know? It's like, he nobody even knows him, 
and yet somehow he's sending for you and then what it like it's it's you, you i mean imagine being osho's father and just having you know not not just even all the mischief and the problems that he came up with but something like that and just being like unable to comprehend it unable to fathom what on earth is going on there and of course it didn't matter to Osho one bit what his father thought, right? He was friends with Magababa. He was very much in a very deep relationship and a very close connection. So he went and he saw him on his last night and then, well, Magababa left and he was never seen again. And Osho knew this because, well, sometimes he had left before and sometimes he would come back, right? So some people would just, I, I, I believe, you know, well... Everyone would have just thought, Magababa, you know, he comes and he goes. Sometimes he leaves. Eventually, he'll come back. But this time, he really did leave and he left for good. So, it would have been some months before people realized, oh, well, Magababa isn't coming back. So, to have that kind of relationship, to have that kind of connection is is a very beautiful thing. And it is fitting that a sadhu like Magababa was the first person to realize and sort of accept and experience Osho's enlightenment. It was only ever going to be someone who was very much profoundly connected with deeper awarenesses, with deeper states, with how things are. And one of the things that Magababa says is, Life is more than what it appears to be. So, that's an exact example of the sort of thing you would say when you are aware of these deeper things. When you are aware of, well, so much more. So, that's a little bit about Maga Baba. Maga means big cup. And it's all he possessed. So, all this guy had was his cup, his begging bowl. And he would never speak unless he was speaking with Osho. And it's quite amazing that they had that connection. And Osho says he he really respected this man. He really had an amazing impact on his life, on his early years. So, yeah, that's, I guess, I mean, India is full of untold mystics like that. There must have been how many people who lived in those deeper awarenesses and deeper states and the the world just never knew them because they wouldn't say anything, they just didn't speak and there was no one who could recognize it who would even tell stories about them, right? That we're talking about Magababa now, it's like a story of a story of a experience from years ago. And it's so rare that this story comes to light, right? It's so microscopic. I can sense how how in some ways it's just ancient. And yet, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you get the same thing with songs, right? When, when a song isn't sung by anyone for a generation... And then someone rediscovers it. Like, what is that? What's happening there? It's very, it's very eerie in some ways to think about. 
Uh, these are the stories that Osho shares. So that's a little bit about Magababa. And in the next chapter, in the next segment, we'll continue with some more little stories like that. Not not sure what we'll go into. There's a number of things we'll get into, but that will depend on how we feel at the time. So subscribe, check it out, and we'll be back soon with more.